Hello everyone, this is Josh from the Wrestling with the Bullies podcast. I'm here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain that it's free. There's creation tools that help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. They go through Apple Podcasting and pretty much anywhere that sets up uh, podcasting for you. Also, you can make your money from your podcast too. Like, and it doesn't take that much at all for you to be able to do it too. So, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys are interested, just go to the app in the app, both the iOS and the Android store, or you could go to their website at Andrew, uh, anchor.fm. Thank you and have a good day. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wrestling with the Willies podcast. It's me and Jeremy today, and we're talking about All Out 2021, probably one of the best pay-per-views that I've seen a long fucking time. Probably going to be high up there on my favorite ones of the year, definitely. Sorry if you heard that. I opened up a soda. Yeah, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't, but, you know, sometimes it'll pick up weird shit. Yeah, I'll hear it up anything. But uh, what's it called? Yeah, do you think that, like, you really enjoy... I definitely think it's going to be in the top <laughs> five for me for the best, like, pay-per-views. Oh, yeah. <sighs> because, yeah, just because all the uh, the stuff that they set up in the meantime of, like, all the matches that they did. And it's crazy how they have full gear, and it's only in, like, two months. Or yeah, November. Yeah, November. Well, and they pushed it back. It was originally November 6th, but I think there was something going on on November 6th. Yeah, if anything, <laughs> it was like a football game or like something else at the same time. I know that I saw something on it. It, it was, just seems uh, it like was, weird because if, I thought it was going to be remember, later that. No, if I remember, it's like a, a UFC and a Canelo Alvarez fight, I think, are happening on November oh, damn. 6th. So they pushed oh, it. no wonder. Yeah, that would definitely be, like, hitting them hard. I'm almost positive that's what it was. And yeah. So but, instead of... Uh, yeah, just like if anybody hasn't heard, like, uh, what's it called? <laughs> we usually don't do the kickoff shows or whatever. Or the, uh, for AEW, they call them buy-ins. I think that's what they call them. But, like, uh, I'll just mention it. It looks like the best friends with Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Will or Yuta and Jurassic Express beat the Hardy family. Which I thought that that was, like, uh, going to be in the main card. But I guess they changed it around because... Well, it was of... the Hardy family and Hybrid 2, wasn't it? Well, I think the hard uh, the hybrid two are in the Hardy family now. Oh, are they? I, th- I think I don't know. Of... They, I think yeah, they, they might. Like, but... They show that they're in there right now, so I'm assuming that they're part of them. Because, Maybe they I mean, became they really part of them. Done. Like, yeah, last yeah, night. I, I think if anything, they were probably going to have this match on the main card, but then they changed uh, changed it because of the pack and Andrade match and how they moved the battle royal royal to the main card, so they flipped everything around. 
But still, I mean, like, yeah, it looks like the best friends won, which I'm not really surprised. But uh, it sucks knowing that Orange Cassidy wasn't on the main card doing anything other than the match. But I mean, like, I'm sure that probably during full gear, he's probably going to have a match with somebody. I don't hey, know. but guess what? You get to meet him next month. Yep, I'm totally gonna wear my orange Cassidy <laughs> shirt, and hopefully gonna. I need to bring some like faded, like jeans to like fucking do the same thing. Can't do the sunglasses, but I'm definitely wearing my orange Cassidy shirt when I get to meet him. <laughs> that is definitely for sure gonna be happening. But by far one of one of my favorite, and like I mean, all the matches were good, but I definitely loved the Miro versus Eddie Kingston match. Because Eddie Kingston slapped the shit out of Miro like so many damn times. It was just insane. He bruised him. Yeah, he bruised him in like two or three different places. I mean, their match was only 13 minutes long, and that dude looked like he was beat to hell in his chest. Yeah, like that's that's one thing I love about Eddie Kingston, though. Like, he could do a hoss fight, and he does like uh, suicide dives and shit. I mean, he doesn't do like. A bunch of crazy flips and whatever else, but like he's always been like a dude that kind of like kind of like Kevin Owens where like you don't see him doing high flyer shit, but he does it anyway. That type of thing. But like to me, like Eddie Kingston is definitely like gonna be more of the uh Haas fight type of thing whenever he wrestles each other and i just loved how they did the redeem these nuts as a t-shirt yeah that's pretty funny (laughs) just so good and well like i'm sure that a bunch of people are probably gonna get that shirt just because it's so fucking funny or at least to me it's funny but (laughs) wonder if they'll be selling uh merch on the boat more than likely they probably will be yeah i would think so i mean to a degree. I, can't I think that, that they dude. would probably especially even especially with all this stuff, stuff too. especially with all this stuff happening I can't wait yeah it's gonna be fun especially like to how they keep releasing or showing up more stuff like that's gonna be happening but uh what's it called of course Miro won that's the only thing that I, I think that's the only drawback of the match was knowing that I knew that Miro was gonna win but I mean, still, it's just a really good match. I, I really enjoyed it. But like most of these matches, like I really liked watching. Like it's totally different watching AEW pay per views than it does with watching WWE pay per views. It's just a totally different watching thing, and like you could tell what they're giving a shit about rather than what uh wwe's doing especially knowing that it looks like they're trying to uh, and i definitely think that that's where they should go is where they should have all the places wrestle each other like matt cardona showing up at fucking aew and then aew showing up at gcw and like flip-flopping everywhere like they just had mox beat uh which is a good segue because he came out to the ring in a GCW hoodie. But uh, for John Moxley's match, he beat Matt Cardona the night before, I think, uh, for the belt. Well, I know he showed up, but I didn't know if he like won the belt. But then I kept seeing stuff where he won it from Matt Cardona. 
to, uh, to building up a feud for him and Nick Gage. So, but I can tell you what one thing going back to the Miro match though. What? Miro's promos have been epic lately. Yeah. Yeah, I agree and, too. And and he even cut one before this match started, I I think. I might be reflecting back on uh Dynamite or Rampage though. But he cut one this week regardless of when it was that was pretty good. I love the redeemer thing that he's doing right now. Oh yeah. And uh, I love anyway. how the, his title looks different like where it's like um, Bulgarian colors and shit and like I just love like it just shows the difference between whenever you have faith with people like that, and that, that's one thing that I uh, I'm like yeah, because I was seeing stuff where they were talking about um the difference between AEW and I saw a comment where they were talking about like AEW isn't fun anymore and this and that like drawbacks on like all the people returning what like, do they want it to be like an ECW type thing well that's, that's what I'm saying of... that's what I'm saying and like they were saying that it's not fun because XWE guys are going over there and I was like that's when you would hope that would happen because some of these guys you know that they're ex-WWE guys but I mean also at the same time these guys came from other places like indie places like uh, CM Punk and stuff were indie people before they went to WWE and if anything they just made more of a name for themselves well I think part of the issue right now is the other coming from WWE but all these guys were not used appropriately Yeah. So and 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 shows Al- with Miro. I mean, Malachi Malachi Black is a good example. What he's doing in AEW right now could have easily been done in WWE. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know but, exactly who they would have had him go against for the It could have been anybody dudes, though. But, but I yeah, mean, it could have been anybody. It could have been Randy Orton for a like that could have worked too, like putting him out to pasture and shit like that. Like pretty much what he was doing with the promo from tonight, or not tonight, but like during all out, like near the end of the card. I think it was before the main event or some shit. They I mean, were all of these guys. They act like freaking John John Moxley wasn't in WWE. He was. Miro was in WWE. All these guys pretty much were in WWE before they were in AEW. I mean, yeah. Fucking Cody Rhodes was in WWE. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, if anything, if he didn't quit, then we probably wouldn't have had AEW at one point. Because I mean, getting that, I mean, it wouldn't even have started without that. I mean, so these people need to kind of shut their mouth. I mean, it, it's kind of stupid. I mean, really, when you in the grand scheme of things, when you think about it. I well, mean, I agree too. I mean, like, I just enjoy it for what it is. I mean, it's totally, it's meant to be a totally different product than WWE. Like, everybody that watches WWE gets tired of like, or well, to a degree. I mean, unless unless you're a casual that just turns it on just to watch it, like every once in a while. But like, uh, most people that are like us are more like into AEW just because. And they're more of a free type of uh, wrestling company, right? Like, especially it seems like they really want to take care of the guys that they have there. Especially if they think that they could have stuff contributing to their product, then they will give them a chance. Like, uh, Adam, uh, I don't want to reveal some of it too early, but 
what's it called? Like certain people, like Malachi Black and stuff like, and Andrade and stuff like that, are gonna do amazingly compared to like when they were in WWE, where they were doing very well in NXT, and then as soon as they were called up, they didn't do anything with them. It's mostly because it seems like Vince has his own image in his head with whoever he's going with. Well, look what and he's then, doing now. With Karrion Cross and how he's changing NXT, and he thinks that the reason well, why... Like, yeah, but if you watch Raw last night, almost is getting a push. The dude can't even barely wrestle. By himself? You're yeah. pushing well, him by himself? They, that's what I think. I mean, based on how it ended last night, I mean, uh, almost uh, choke slammed Bobby Lashley. What? Yeah, it's it's kind of and I'm like supposed really, to be a heel. What? That's what I'm saying. I mean, they it's uh, totally odd. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, it seems like he wants to go back to what they were doing in the '80s, and it just ain't working. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't working gonna, then. It's not gonna it's, work. But if you do it, you should go with the people that are proven. Not yeah. this almost guy that can't fucking wrestle worth shit. I mean. You know, they get rid of Braun Strowman. Yeah, you're paying him money, but, you know, at least the dude could fucking wrestle and he was working on his body and everything else. Yeah. Whoever gets that dude is going to get a worker, regardless of what you... And he's proving it. The dude was fat. got into the freaking WWE, and now he's freaking ripped to shit. I mean, so, anyhow, we can move on to Moxley and uh, Kojima. Yeah, I definitely think that... uh, What's it called? Uh, there's a couple of matches that I would probably say are like my least favorite ones, and it's mostly the one up the card, which I already knew. Like, I might as well mention the big show match or Paul White match. That one I was like, I already knew that that was a piss break. Was that one when I left the room? That long, I know it was was out there, it was only three minutes and 10 seconds, but I mean, literally, I wasn't gone for very long, so it must have been in that. Yeah, one, it didn't take when I, that long. That he must have been when wrecked, I went outside to get the food. He, yeah, he pretty much <laughs> wrecked uh, pretty much all three members and then choke slammed QT Marshall, and then it was over. And then, uh, so I was just like, oh, okay, whatever. But like the John Moxley match, mostly because I've never seen Satoshi Kojima wrestle before. I knew of him. But like I'm, I didn't really like watch any of his matches, or at least that I could remember, because I remember. Uh, and that's why it was like the Koji Clutch, which was like stuff that uh, freaking uh, what's his name, Sami Zayn did, and the Koji Lariat and all that stuff. And like certain members, like always do like their like the Koji Cutter and stuff like that. They cha- named your the their move to their last name or whatever like will osprey does the same thing like i think it's called the os cutter for like his finisher which is pretty much the same thing it's just like the like uh diamond cutter type thing but uh what's it called so like i was intrigued with this match and i thought it was fun but like definitely Minoru suzuki coming out at the end i definitely didn't expect like <laughs> i mean uh like, I want to show you some of the old matches that I saw from him. Like, especially to, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ishii, Tomohiro Ishii, I think is his name. They used to do a lot of feuds together and they legit do shoot fights with each other where they smack the shit out of each other for like 20 minutes. 
And those were the matches that I really liked from Minoru Suzuki. And that's the type of wrestler that he is. He, he's been like, it definitely shows like he's one of the shoot fighter guys like that they ever had in like New Japan. He's res- been wrestling there for like ages, it seems like. So it's kind of cool knowing that they had him, had him uh, show up because I think, I think they, they signed eating. him. Is oh. what I read. Oh, okay. Well, I noticed that they showed up in Dynamite or whatever, but like I didn't know if he was still with like New Japan, and then they were like, "Oh, he probably is." I mean, I think they have a uh, a relationship with because it seems like they're going in between everything. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think that's why uh, Tony Khan was talking shit with WWE, where they were saying that there was uh, there's possibility that they were going to be talking in talks with people from New Japan. And then he sat there and he was like, oh, yeah, like, they're going to fucking do that shit when I'm already talking to them, you know? And and he was pretty much roasting them, and it was kind of doing, like, an Eric Bischoff thing. But that's the only difference that I think about with Tony Khan is that Tony Khan doesn't act like Bischoff. Whenever I saw old WCW shit with Bischoff, he played it off like he was the best ever. And I know he was playing like a heel, but you know that some of that shit bled into like he was really happy that he was beating WC or WWE in the ratings for a lot of times, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, and Tony doesn't seem like that to me. So that's why I don't uh, get the likeness between them both. Like and, and definitely well, if, the WCW uh, AEW comparison. Remember, I said that's what it seemed like when they first started. Yeah, that it was WCW all over again, and I still kind of get those vibes. The difference is that I that I'm seeing now, their storytelling is a lot better to me than WCW's was. And, yeah. And, uh, and they don't do a lot of absurd like matches. I mean, the really like thing... I feel these recent signings are bigger than Kevin Nash and Scott Hall was. Yeah, to a degree. I mean, especially Daniel Bryan, right? Well, you're giving that away. Oh but... well, I mean, but, like uh... <laughs> well, whatever. I'm going a little bit early, but like it's mostly because some of the people, especially CM Punk. A lot of people would have thought that he would have went to WWE, but why? Like, honestly, it doesn't make any sense for him to go to WWE. Like, if he was at his end of his rope when it came to that shit over there, why in the fuck would he ever go back? Well, that's kind of my thing. I never anticipated he would, because if you hated the company as much as he did where he sued them, and he left? Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, what would make you think that he would ever go back to him, Even if they wanted him to. Now, if you offered me a shit ton of money, that's probably the only thing that would get me to go back. Or creative control. That's well, the only thing. He would have too, to. But I like mean, the main thing for me, like I've talked about it before, I don't remember if it's been on podcast or not, where I would think that he would at least have to say, he would main event a WrestleMania like because that's one of the main I think if they like I've talked about it on here before though like uh, it, he would have probably stayed a lot longer if they would have given him the damn main event <laughs> to whoever he went against if they would have said he would have went against Triple H 
and he would have went over at the main event of WrestleMania, he would have fucking stayed. <laughs> I mean, it might have been lasting a little bit longer than like he would have probably eventually would have quit anyway. But like he would have stayed a lot fucking longer if they gave him like the fucking do. And I'm, I'm like, I heard a lot of people shit on him saying like, like Roman was one of the main ones where he was, oh, I mean, also at the same time, it could have been like work, one of the works where he was trying to get people to be like, fuck you. Like I'm trying to get him to get hated more where, where he was like acting like, oh yeah, he ain't like John Cena. I'm like, yeah, he's not like John Cena. He isn't fucking corny like John Cena. John Cena's always been corny and a lot of his movies are fucking corny as shit. So, I mean, like, most of the time with me and CM Punk, I feel like he's fucking legit. (laughs) To me, at least, the way that he talks and everything else, how, like, even during Dynamites, they've had him over there, and he's talked about, like, oh, yeah, we're here to send people home happier or whatever. And he's, like, legit, like, talking to people. That's how it feels like. CM Punk or Cena never came off like that to me. Always felt like he was just saying exactly what Vince wanted him to say. <clears throat> Always thought that. But also at the same time, it's like that's the reason why most of these guys left. Is that John Moxley makes sense why he fucking left. But I mean, and he's doing some of his best work right now. I like how he's doing New Japan stuff and everything. And even him winning against uh, Satoshi made sense. And then uh, Minoru Suzuki coming out and beating him up was kind of cool. And I like how they're even leading it to Dynamite already. Because I would have wondered if they were going to do something else, like setting it up for a later date or something, like maybe for like full gear or something. Yep, they'll be fighting on Dynamite on Wednesday. Yeah, which which I wonder what's going to happen if they're going to... Because I know that Minoru Suzuki could do uh, hardcore matches and shit. So, like, I'm wondering if they're going to do, like, this where it builds up into, like, a match at full gear where it's, like, them doing a full-on hardcore match or something. Probably. Which would be dope. But, like, definitely, I really like the... Uh, even though that it was very quick, only 11 minutes was Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. Mostly because I really liked Chris Statlander, too. And I love Britt Baker. So, I mean, like... Yeah, Rebel, that move she did, at the, the submission she did was pretty sweet. At the oh, end. yeah. I, I was like, holy shit. I've never seen... Because I think I've remembered seeing the move and, like... No Mercy or some shit. Or maybe it was one of the SmackDown games. I remember seeing it on there. But I've never seen anybody ever do it. <laughs> but, yeah, but Britt Baker, <laughs> the way they ended that was perfect. Because oh, yeah. And they... I like how they called hers the Pittsburgh Sunrise instead of the Panama Sunrise, like her uh, boyfriend, right? And then it led from that into... Her boyfriend's uh, Adam Cole, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he calls his the Panama Sunrise mostly because he's from Panama City. So it makes sense knowing that they named it differently. But like, uh, and then what was the move that she did in between? Like, uh, because they did the Panama Sunrise, then she put her in something else. I think it was like maybe it was a fisherman suplex or something. 
or a spinning neck breaker or something. Well, she did three things. Yeah, uh, and, and then that, like it, her it lock led into her the... doing her lockjaw move. I just can't remember the the move that she did in between. But I love the lockjaw though. Like nothing more embarrassing, especially how she's a dentist in real life. Nothing's more embarrassing than just put your ma- hands in their mouth and just being like, "Yeah, submit, submit now." <laughs> So I definitely loved the launch show. I wish that it would have had a little bit more time, honestly. But, I mean, they told a lot in the 11 minutes that they did. They did, yeah. <sighs> they needed to give time for the next match. A couple matches, oh, yeah. though. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, well, the best match of the me. night is number. There's the next Oh, one. yeah, the next one with the Lucha Brothers. For, and uh, it's, brothers versus and it's the honestly Young not even close. And it really, you know, honestly, I can't say the Young Bucks were the reason. Oh, yeah. De- <laughs> definitely, you could tell that they were, like, hyping up Lucha Brothers during this match, knowing that they had the the person that was doing the theme come out and their fucking headdresses and everything that they came out with where it was just showing Mexican love and shit like that. That's one thing that I loved about the, the entrance. And then I was like, uh, because I was thinking before, that they were definitely going to fucking be winning just because, like, the way that they've been telling their stories with the Young Bucks. That oh, I yeah. had a feeling that they're, if they were going to be in the match, that they were going to win. But, but, yeah, this match and, was by far, oh, and it shit. was close to being match of the year. I still think Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa was still my top. This is close. I mean, like, they've done a lot. Like, just thinking about a lot of the damn matches that they've done this year alone. Oh, most I know. of my favorite ones have been from AEW. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've <laughs> like, talked about that. Like, Thunder Rosa and fucking Britt Baker. Then there was some... Because uh, I texted I think you about Adam. the Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker one. I said, you need to oh, see yeah, that. Oh, yeah, I had to watch yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, this was definitely, oh, my God. And that's one thing that's the main thing about Young Bucks, though. Even though that they do a lot of the same double-team moves a lot of the time. Even though that I, I don't remember seeing, like, them do more bang for your buck for a while. Which but is I do the like one the heelish they... moves that they do. Like, bringing that shoe with the thumbtacks in. Oh, that yeah. Was, that was a neat touch, and... Dude, and he jams them thumbtacks into into Penta's head. Holy mm-hmm. fuck. Like, he was pushing his head into it. Oh, man. And that's one thing I like about the Young Bucks and shit, though. Like, the, their storytelling is fucking top-notch. And then you could tell, like, the charisma that they have with the Lucha Brothers. Where, like, they're... they're that's what I'm saying. Like, the WWE match between this one... If the Young Bucks were in WWE, this shit would be so watered down and it just wouldn't be the same. Well, yeah, we talked about that with the PG shit that the WWE is doing. You wouldn't have seen any of that blood. Yeah. Because they banned that shit. I don't really understand it. I mean, it, it comes over so much better when somebody bleeds. I don't mean to say I want someone to get hurt, but... When you don't like have if you're that, getting like hit a, with thumbtacks or something, or like uh, if you're like doing something to your forehead where it looks like it should cut you, you should bleed. I'm just saying, like it tells yeah, I mean, more to the look, story. Well, yeah, because and look at, Penta look at was Brit, covered. Yeah, but look at Britt Baker; she's using it still, and I think 
she wouldn't even be where she is if that match with Thunder Rosa never happened and she didn't bleed out or bleed yeah, the way I, she I'm did. I'm wondering if she would be in the t- like if she would have had the title when she did. If probably she didn't not, have that she cut match. that promo right afterwards with that damn shirt on. Yeah, it's like so she used it and she was smart to do it. But if that never happened, you know, she wouldn't be where she is. I don't think at this point. Yeah, I agree, and definitely match of the night. Definitely one of the matches of the year, though, was this tag team match. Oh, I agree. I, mean, I, think it's, I don't think it's the best. Like I said, I think the Britt Baker Thunder Rosa match is top for me still, but this is probably number two. But that's what I'm saying is like Young Bucks do a lot of great matches. Like, no matter what anybody says to them, like, uh, because I mean, uh, was the FTR match with them this year? Or was it last year? Like the very ending I don't, of last year? Honestly, I don't remember. Uh, I think it uh, might have been last year. Cause, I uh, thought it was at the beginning of the year. where It might have been. But, I mean, you know, the dude from FTR has been out for a while with that. Yeah, you know, I think he just all. started coming back now. But uh, now i got to look that up. But uh, definitely, uh, definitely by far, like, that's one reason why I like the Young Bucks is because they they do such good storytelling. For, uh, so it's just, like, it's just crazy to me, like, why they get so much hate. I mean, I understand to a degree, like, because they do a lot of their own tag team moves, but, I mean... Motor City Machine Guns are probably on that same level for me because they do they do incredible matches and they've always been like on that level like the Young Bucks are because they do like a lot of tag team moves, a lot of them, and uh like and I think they've done really good matches together too, but like they've never like gotten on the same level. Like I, I wonder if like eventually you know that they're on impact if Motor City Machine Guns do shit again, if they would show up to go against Young Bucks and stuff. Because you uh you would probably love the match too. Like especially if they do that. But like that's anyway, that's uh, semantics for that. Like uh, but like I really like the Casino Battle Royale too. Even I liked it. I think it got down to the right people at the end, but I would have much rather seen Thunder Rosa win because and part of and I've been saying it since the Britt Baker Thunder Rosa match, and I know Thunder Rosa wasn't signed at the time they had the match, but if anyone should have got a push out of that match, it should have been Thunder Rosa, and I'm shocked yeah. that she hasn't yet. I mean. She's getting to the end, but just not getting... Pe- and Ruby, you know, she shows up as the Joker in this thing, and she wins the thing. It's like, Which okay, is well, like... It, it has to be the first one out of the whole thing. Like, the it first is, Joker I that ever realized that Because, Jazz, I mean, they did Matt Seidel and... Jazz was in the first one. And I think the other one that was done was a male one, and that was... Yeah, and that was Matt Seidel... Well, Leo Rush was the Oh, other yeah, one. Leo Rush was in one, too, yeah. And then he briefly said that he was retiring after that because he had a shoulder injury. And I don't know if he's still, like, retired or whatever, but... But this match was good. The only, you know, there were a few surprises that I thought, whoa, she got knocked out already. Um, 
mainly Abaddon and, and yeah, yeah, like Abaddon. I was so surprised that they knocked her out so damn early. Well, and then Ni- Ni- uh, Nyla Rose stayed as long as she did. That's the only I I I don't know why they continue. She's like a Nia Jax to me. Um, to a degree, I, I, think I don't she, really. Uh, I think she wrestles better than Nia Jax, though. Slightly, but I just don't like. But her yeah, I get, I get what you mean, though. Oh, and might as well know that I'm talking about Nia Jax. I might as well mention type of shit with the fucking uh, like. And Nia Jax shouldn't be fucking wrestling still. I gotta mention this just because how she knows sold against fucking Charlotte, and she was saying don't, don't. And then she just no sold a bunch of her moves, and then pretty much almost slammed her on her neck again. Well, the crazy part about that, yeah, the crazy part about that is Alexa Bliss was supposed to be getting pushed, and they had started it the week before, and then last week I guess Vince scrapped that push for the time being, and put Nia Jax back in, and it looks like they're switching it back this week because. Shayna caused Nia Jax to lose, and then Alexa Bliss showed up again. So they must have seen, oh, that isn't going to work, and they're going back to the original track of Alexa being in the title picture. Well, I mean, like her no-selling shit, like she's the boss or some shit. I was like, all due respect to Charlotte and shit, right? Like, because yeah. we've talked about her enough on this damn channel or on this podcast, but like, she doesn't deserve that shit for you to, like, when she's smacking her in the face and she's like, don't, and then she doesn't want to fucking do anything. And you try to figure out why people legit shoot on people in matches is because of shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, and... if it would have been back in the day with, like, anybody else, like, fucking, if it would have been Ming for, like, say, like, Nia Jax is, like, I don't know, some dude, and he went against Ming and pulled the same shit, he would have been beating the crap out of and left in the ring and still, uh, and then he would have been fired after that. They wouldn't have fucking tried to do shit. But knowing that it's fucking Nia Jax and she's related to The Rock, she still gets the job. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yep. But I just had to mention that. <laughs> but yeah, Ruby Soho winning is fine. I think Thunder Rosa should have won. but Yeah, I definitely to... agree. Thunder Rosa should have won. But I like how, I have to mention... I like how she came to the ring with Ruby Soho as her theme for coming out to the ring. And I liked the jacket. It said uh, Destination AEW on it. I like that. I definitely loved everything that she came out with and stuff like that. And oh, I, I agree. I just I don't... hope they do well with like yeah. everybody now. Like I eventually. Huh? Yeah, I told you. No, I'm just telling you. I told you that I don't really care for like the person that shows up gets a title shot right off the bat. I'm just Yeah, because we talked about that with Brock and Goldberg and all them. But at least she earned it in a way. I mean, she was the last one in the ring and shit, but like at least she kind of earned it knowing that she was going against Thunder Rosa at the end where it's different where Goldberg just like, "Hey, I want it." <laughs> yeah. Or like Brock Lesnar just walks up, "Hey, I want it. Give me. Give me, give me." 
But yeah, so uh, definitely, I thought that I was surprised, honestly, a little bit with Chris Jericho versus MJF, though. Like they kind of did a little bit of cheating near the end, but they reversed it at one point, or not cheating, kind of like he cheated a little bit with the bat, but like the foot on the ropes, and then yeah. they reversed the decision. So, like, I was wondering, because, I mean, a lot of people have been talking about, like, the retirement of Chris Jericho. Now that they were doing the Hoosie match and a bunch of other things. Why it would be leading to, like, Chris Jericho maybe, like, just being in an off, uh, off-air role or something because he's doing the commentary stuff and everything. So they were wondering about it. So I was kind of actually kind of a bit surprised when MJF actually lost. I mean, like, I I love seeing Chris Jericho wrestle. Like, even at his age right now, I still think that he tells a good story in the ring. And I definitely think that this is MJF's best match. I mean, I didn't watch his other one where uh, I think he beat him. I would have to agree this was the best but, I've seen of MGF because, you know, I don't really care for him all that much. Yeah, I definitely think that he's better a talker than he is in the ring. But I tell you what, his the way he is as a person is a perfect heel, though. When he yeah. got out of that ring and he ripped that dude's sign up, and he, I mean, it was classic heel stuff. Yeah, and not that and the way he, he actually came out, that was hilarious. Oh, yeah, we the, were talking about that. Where he, he did, did the, the countdown, countdown thing. Because I was thinking Chris Jericho was bringing his uh, countdown back, and then it said Jericho's last match, and MJF came out. That was hilarious. Yeah, I thought it was great. And then I also thought it was cool. Like, uh, we were also talking about, like, I think they should have done what they did during this one, where they had uh, one of the members of Fozzie do his the guitar entrance for judas that should have been for his entrance uh on dynamite a few weeks ago i think that's what they should have done that way people could have sung along then instead of just having like no music on and then them hope that people would cheer and like start singing the song i think it should have worked there better there but i still thought it was a cool moment anyway and yes, like it would have been nice to see MJF win just for like extra heat or whatever. But I mean, what else are they going to be telling with Chris? That's, well, that's, the, the, that's the main thing sense. that I'm intrigued about. Odds are, were, was he wasn't going to retire. So, um, so odds are you knew he wasn't going to lose this match when he said yeah. that. It's well, just that, like when Roman reason, said he yeah. would leave WWE, you knew that wasn't going to happen. So, but the way they played it out again, this is where I was saying though, the way they played it out was good, even in that case, because they had the the moment where you thought he lost. Oh yeah, like then, where where they did that, and then it felt like very WWE to me though when they did that. <laughs> But I liked how the ref was like they had an extra ref where he was staring down the match, where he was just over there just as an extra viewer. Yeah. <coughs> and I think they should do that as an extra storytelling uh, thing in WWE matches. Like if they ended up having extra refs just sitting there to watch 
to catch the stuff that they don't see, and like one doesn't see. Well, it'll be especially nice if they're going to they reverse do on things. dynamite because of that. Because you know, MJF's going to say something about it. I mean, oh yeah, I'm sure that he's going to be like, "I was wrong," blah blah blah. He should have been retired. This and that. And maybe that could lead into them feuding a little bit more, but I don't think that they're going to keep shooting. But you never know. Uh, so, yeah. Now we're going to talk about CM Punk versus Darby Allen. Yeah, I, I would probably say this Second was... Second best match of the night. It, uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. And it was funny because I was just watching something. And it shocked me how good CM Punk actually looked. Yeah. Like, he still looked very good doing this uh, during this match, even though he was covered in Darby's fucking face paint. Well, you knew that was going to face and body paint. Like, Darby Allen had paint even on his chest. Yeah. And uh, I think on his arm, too, I think. But um, it shows, like, how much, like, CM Punk never lost, like, his wrestling ability. Like, he might have been a little bit sluggish in the ring doing some of the stuff, but it was kind of cool seeing, like, a video where they were doing a side-to-side thing with, like, one two three kid and Bret Hart and doing Darby versus CM Punk and how they were doing shot-for-shot, like, kind of, like, remakes of that match. And, like, they did a couple of, like, the move where he did the, what's it called? The, not the arm drag, but the uh, headlock takeover or whatever they call it. At the beginning? And, yeah, at the beginning. They showed yeah. that they did the legit, the same thing in the Bret Hart match. And then uh, another part where it was like the arm drag part. Or like the, uh, what's it called? the uh, Where he has the arm behind his back. I forgot what they call it. That whole section. And that was straight from that match too. I mean, granted, they have like any like basic ring psychology. It seems like most of, the, especially the old school matches, did those ma- um, did those moves a lot anyway. So that didn't really surprise me, but they just did a lot in this match that I thought was cool. Like, I mean, Darby Allen's just fucking awesome anyway, and CM Punk's always great. And yeah, I told you that Darby Allen's my favorite. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, he just doesn't have a bad match. Every and he, time does, seen... he takes risks every time. I mean, yeah. that man, when he hauls ass running through those ropes and doing the su- suicide dive, yeah, he takes off. It's not like, you know, some of these guys jump through and it's like a slow jump. Darby Allen fucking is like a missile coming out of the ring. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the main it... thing that reminds me of just like, I'm just thinking about this one. Whereas CM Punk versus Darby, just I'm just thinking about Daniel Bryan versus Darby, <laughs> just mm-hmm. th- thinking that that would be amazing too because they both do that. Like I mean, I think Darby is a lot fucking faster at it, and I just like how he does his suicide dive. It's more like it's kind of like Cesaro's like European uppercut in a way where he leans shoulder first. It seems like into a suicide dive where, he like I like, said, he also hauls ass. It's like he's well, that's what I'm saying. Miles an hour when he does it. Well, that's it's what I'm like, saying. His suicide dive is just different from most people's suicide dives, right? Like he just does his own type, and then and his I coffin drop, and like... then his coffin drop. Yeah, 
And I have to talk about one of the funniest things that had me laughing super hard was, was when, that when the uh, coffin drop. And he just yeah. stood up and <laughs> just sat there for a second. He's like, hey, you knew I was going to do it. <laughs> like The look on CM Punk's face before, of course, Darby Allen turned it into a pin. But like that whole moment where he just jumped up like, right before he hit, I was like, picture perfect timing. And it just made me laugh super hard just because I didn't expect it. I would have figured that CM Punk would have rolled out of the way, but he just stood up like, or like leaned up. Like, kind of like, yeah, he sat moved. up, didn't he? Yeah, like yeah he sat up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I thought it was so funny. It was like, and most times they'll do like, put knees up roll out of the way or whatever and then he just sits up like he's undertaker or some shit <laughs> but uh what's it called definitely um, by far link one of the best matches like second best match by far and i'm super happy then cm punk's back and i'm intrigued with what he does after this yeah it'll be interesting how where they take him because you know well, it'll just be interesting because i don't really know yeah, if um, anything, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes against MJF at one point. And I can't really guess either, because it's like the way the storylines are right now, it's like, hmm, it's basically going to be him deciding probably what he does next. Yeah, and I liked how he did in some of the in GTS, uh, a lot of the go-to-sleeps sleep, uh, sleeps in this match, too. Like, I it liked might how be he did the one and he rolled out the wing. Yeah, like I definitely think that like that could be a possibility. Shows like if Sting could really go still too. I don't think we need to talk about Big Show, right? Because we kind of yeah, already... because we kind of teased it anyway, or like I talked about my because it was a very pee break match anyway. Like I just like yeah, like, like it was there and it was gone. Was the next match, and I think I had an issue with food. Yeah, um, being it was like. I completely I missed that match. Which and I don't have a it. thing about QT Marshall or Big Show. I mean, yeah. Big Show, I've seen so many of his matches, and I'd see how it goes. So it wasn't so, a surprise to me that it was a short match. So, like, that's not surprising to me. But, like, the, the Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage match was by far leaps and bounds. But this is probably the, my third favorite. Just oh, yeah, because it was leaps and bounds better than their impact one where they did it for the impact title. This was like so much better. I mean, even though that they had like uh, um, the first one where like he did the table spot where he put the uh, he stomped on Christian, at least they did that where Don Callis was interfering where he was able to do it. The second spot though, they didn't, I don't think they showed that Don Callis was trying to get in the way of the ref. So I think that goes against it because it was just still a regular match and they still did the table spot. Yeah, and that table spot, the the leg broke through the table and oh yeah, and got Christian in the rib in the a little bit. or something, mm-hmm. yeah. That that's one that's the only bad thing than I say about this match because I mean it was a very excellent Christian Cage match just because like uh, I mean I love Kenny Omega though like his V I'm ready to see Kenny like Omega lose yeah yeah I'm I'm wondering 
who he's going to go against at full gear. I hope that it's Hangman, but the way that Hangman asked for time off, so I don't know how much time. That's what I'm saying. If anything, he probably is going to be fine for all uh, full gear, but it would be nice if, like, my hoping would be that Hangman would beat him, that he would be the only one to kick out of the fallen angel or one wing angel. I mean, and and he would beat Kenny. Yeah, and you know, I with, want uh, that Kenny to doing the the move off the top rope. Oh yeah, that over. was fucking over. Yeah, like as soon as because he didn't do that regularly, and then he fucking did it off the top rope. It was over. You already knew because that move is so fucking protected. He bar- like if he's gonna lose a match, he never gets it off. Like he never gets to use that finisher ever. Like, if he doesn't win, because, I mean, he's been doing it since he was in New Japan. He protects that damn finishers for, like, long back then when he was going against Okada and stuff like that. Like, the whole time, if he hit it, it would be over. And then him doing it off the top rope, I just knew that that was the finish. But uh, I liked how what they did after that where they were beating up on him and then Adam Cole came and returned <laughs> and I like his theme and it's kind of funny how it's a ver- it, it kind of sounds similar to the Undisputed Era one similar not well, like his exact- colors are the same yeah the colors are the same the yeah. like, uh, and oh man and especially if they do the boom too at one point, but like I liked how instantly he ba- went back with the elite because this is, and I'm hoping at on being the elite they do a thing because they killed him off on the show, right? Because they were doing a thing where they were drinking monsters, I think, at one point. Like every time that they were on being the elite, they were doing and drinking monsters, and then right before he got signed, or like right after he got signed for WWE. They wrote him off of being the elite by killing him off. So he had him drink like a monster energy drink that was poisoned. And then they were like, yep, he's dead. And then and like the week later, he showed up on NXT television, which made me laugh. But like, I'm wondering on being the elite, if they're just going to be like, oh, I thought you were dead. And he's like, no, (laughs) or like what they would do for it. But I liked how, like, instantly he went back to the, the elite because when they were in Bullet Club, that they, they were tight. So it makes sense where he instantly turned heel, especially knowing that people were psyched to see him back. But I mean, like, I think we said it before too, like off when we were watching it, that just Adam Cole plays a better heel than he does a face. Yeah, it's the same thing with uh, Randy Orton. We were mentioning that. That like, he doesn't. Randy Orton doesn't play a good bad, a good good guy. A good yeah, he's face. just like straight laced, like, mm-hmm. and that's not how Randy Orton is, right? The same with Adam Cole. They played him too straight laced, where like he wasn't like he was just still a nice guy, like he was smiling and shit, like Finn Balor. So like, uh, uh like that's why I never believed them being faces, right? But uh, once again, yeah, I'm intrigued with Adam Cole coming in. I'm uh, I'm wondering what they're going to be doing with their character. I wonder about Marty Scroll if he's ever going to come back to wrestling or not, because he hasn't been wrestling in a while because the allegations and stuff that happened towards him. 
But um, and then, yeah. So I'm intrigued with that because I mean, yeah. if Marty Scroll comes in, then they would be like a tough team to beat. So if anything, I could see them bringing in Bullet Club at one point for a be a Bullet Club versus Elite thing. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, like the Bullet Club has like a shit ton of members now. I think they got like ten or twelve or something. And then now the elite's getting up there. They got like seven or eight members. So, I mean, like eventually I could see it happening. Uh, But yeah. And then Daniel Bryan came, which, uh, I mean, uh, I think everybody was dead set that he was going to be showing up. I like the little remix that they had for his ring theme, though. Like where it's Mm -hmm. not the same thing uh, than he did before. And then uh, some people were thinking that he was going to turn bad, and then he didn't, which makes sense anyway. He plays a better face than he does a heel. I mean, like, he does both great, especially his uh, Planet's Champion gimmick when he was with Rowan was dope. I'm like, I think that was the best heel work that he did. But, uh, yeah, I'm just intrigued with what they do next. I th- uh, I definitely think that that's the main thing that comes out of the show is that I'm intrigued to, to what they do next after this. If they like whoever he goes against for the title, that eventually he's going to lose the title soon. I think. Mm-hmm. Especially knowing that the young bugs lost their belt, and I don't know about the good brothers because I think they have the impact belt still currently, but I don't know for sure. But it would make sense if Kenny lost it, like, in the next month or so. Especially, I think he's the longest reigning champ now. Because I think it was Moxley before. I mean, they've only had three champions, so that's not saying much. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so I, I could see the writing on the wall for Kenny for, like, being champions still. So, yeah. And all, uh, uh, anything else to add, Jeremy? Not really. Yeah. So, um, um, what's the next pay-per-view? Is it... um, I think it's uh, Extreme Rules. Okay, so that's probably coming up in like a week or so, right? Something like that. Yeah, which I'm not intrigued for that. I mean, compared to like All Out, it's probably (laughs) not even going to come close. (laughs) Because, I mean, uh, like, what are they going to do? Like, Nia Jax versus Shayna, and then... Uh, whatever other matches, if anything, they'll probably do that shit on Raw or SmackDown. But like Alexa versus Charlotte, which Charlotte's gonna win, and then what's it called? Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Omos, where Lashley would win. Um, I'm just spitballing though, but definitely, I don't think that that's gonna be a great pay per view. But I mean, like, we've been wrong before, so or I have been wrong, I should say. Because some of the pay-per-views, I actually thought that they were going to be awful, and they were actually the best of the year. <laughs> yep. So, for all of us at the Heart of Geek, uh, I guess uh, be ready for our next pay-per-view, which is probably in a week or so, whatever yeah, Extreme Rules comes out. Baby. So, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and for all of us at the Heart of Geek, thank you for listening. And we will talk to you guys in the next video or podcast. Peace. 
if you guys enjoyed this podcast, you can check out all of our social media accounts, which is The Heart of Geek. And our Twitch channel is Heart of Geek. If you guys wanted to leave any comments or questions uh, relate towards our Facebook page, Instagram, or anything else that you could possibly leave a comment and recommend us anything else to do in the meantime. And for all of that, thank you for enjoying wrestling with the Willies.